Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On a great day for talk radio, International Women's Day, we just had this brief discussion about Justin Trudeau's feminist cred and how that might have taken a hit. Uh, or is he continuing to, I guess, uh, live up to some of these uh, credos that he's established? And uh, it's just... Uh, Recently, I guess, that uh, there's been a bit of a setback, but that should not deter him from sallying forth, as the saying goes. On that front, I uh, wanted to find out how things are playing out in Ottawa, perceptually, and then uh, closer to home as well. Uh, we do have this Federal Court of Canada that decided today to reject the appeal from SNC-Lavalin for a remediation agreement. Interesting development, that. We'll go to Ottawa now. Abigail Beeman is the Ottawa-based correspondent for Global National. Abigail, good to have you on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good to be here. Good afternoon. All right. Uh, by the way, on International Women's Day, uh, we're noting that, uh, you know, there have been advances for women, certainly, and Justin Trudeau, uh, his policies anyway, have tried to promote those things. So uh, is the perception that he's still very much the uh, feminist prime minister and his credit is in good standing because some of the detractors are claiming he's a fake feminist? How do you see it? Well, I really think it depends who you ask. Certainly, as you mentioned, there are a lot of critics. You could see it uh, just trolling through the uh, the responses to the statement that the Prime Minister put out on International Women's Day on, on Twitter. Uh, many people calling him a fake feminist. Uh, many people referencing the Jody Wilson-Raybould affair. Uh, he obviously has taken a hit in some regards with uh, two women uh, from his cabinet resigning from their positions. Uh, so there certainly has been a lot of criticism there. But but if you take a step back and look at the overall policy, we saw a report from Oxfam uh, recently, but before the uh, before the Jody Wilson-Raybould testimony uh, that that gave uh, the Trudeau government pretty good marks for, as you referenced, the policies that have been put in place. You may remember last year's budget was the first to take a gender lens approach and and look at how uh, the challenges that uh, one of the big ones is in the workplace barriers uh, that that women may face and and how we can address that through the budget. So the Oxfam report gave pretty good marks for the uh, policies that have been put in place but says that we need uh, more money in order to make that uh, feminist uh, to, to make it more of a, of a reality yeah and the gender lens through which the budget was tabled last year we're anticipating i'm guessing more of the same on march 19th when the next budget is tabled but you know i'm wondering if uh in your spidey sense as a journalist uh do you think that the liberals are trying to position the story thus because there is a public perception that he doesn't uh, walk the talk. And I'm just wondering if maybe some of these stories, I'm sorry to sound so cynical, uh, are part of an offensive or a campaign by strategists to uh, mitigate any damage. 
Well, I think that uh, one uh, pretty uh, uh, one place where we saw uh, someone of significance coming to his defense was last week. We heard from Christopher Freeland, who very clearly said the, the foreign affairs minister very clearly said that uh, the prime minister is a feminist. Uh, she supports him as such, and she went on to talk about how he's been supportive of her as a working mother. And she said that her children actually, uh, when they knew that she was going to be taking questions on the SNC Lavalin affair, they wanted to point out uh, that support that they have felt uh, through the years. So uh, certainly that is a high-placed person to be to be coming to that defense. But uh, this is the the uh, the idea of Trudeau as, as, as a feminist prime minister has obviously been around for a, a number of years now, the famous quote being because it's 2015 when he created uh, the first gender-balanced cabinet. So uh, definitely be that questions around that are coming up uh, because of what's been happening in the last few weeks, uh, we, we often see uh, him, I, I believe he won an award one year on International Women's Day. We, we, we see him more uh, on this day. Today, he was in Iqaluit, uh, making uh, apologizing there for, for the uh, treatment of um, uh, of people in Iqaluit during the uh, tuberculosis crisis, and that event had been delayed due to weather. So not an International Women's Day event there, although he did, as I mentioned, put out a statement earlier today on Twitter. Again, Abigail Beeman's with us up in Ottawa with Global National. Now, the other thing, of course, is when we get a tweet that's uh, somewhat cryptic in tone from Cecile Cesar Chavan, who's the MP from Whitby, is not planning to run again. She did uh, qualify it by suggesting it had nothing to do with the SNC-Lavalin scandal or the treatment of Jody Wilson-Raybould nor of Jane Philpott. But nonetheless, she does tag it by saying, uh, I did come to you twice, and uh, you recall how you treated me. I mean, <laughs> what is the implication there? Right. Well, it's a it's an important question, and it's also worth noting that she's been asked a number of times for interviews to explain uh, what that comment means. And of course, people are quick to read into that, but she's not quick to come out uh, and say and explain the context around that comment. Many people have have many questions around that. She's one of the people who has been uh, very outspoken in support of Jody Wilson-Raybould in particular uh, since this all began. But many uh, heads left. Uh, scratching over what exactly she meant by that comment. Well, uh, again, it may speak volumes as we put in our own narrative, uh, but we can only guess at that point. Something else that's been clarified earlier today, the Federal Court of Canada dismissed a request by SNC-Lavalin to review this prosecutor's decision uh, declining to settle criminal charges against SNC-Lavalin out of court. So they were still playing that hand that they were hoping for some kind of a, you know, a, a deferred prosecution. And that's a non-starter according to the Federal Court of Canada. What do you make of that? Right, according to the federal court, which was one route uh, for the company to go, but this is still very much in play, and the Prime Minister was asked that he had uh, a media availability uh, in Callaway this morning, and he was asked about that decision, which had just come out minutes before, and he said what he's been saying uh, all along, which is that it's really up for the, it's really up to the Attorney General uh, to decide, and that's David Lametti, uh, who could still make a decision in favor of SNC-Lavalin, and that's one of the big questions that's been hanging over uh, this entire affair. Yeah, uh, the Prime Minister hasn't ruled this out, so as you say, that ball right. is still up in the air, but politically I'm wondering, uh, what do you sense in the nation's capital, the optics of perhaps SNC-Lavalin getting a deferred prosecution through David Lametti now that he's the new AG in charge, uh, how would that play politically? Any idea? 
Right. Well, the conservatives are uh, quick to say that, you know, if the liberals were looking for a second opinion, uh, here it is. The uh, federal court has thrown this out. Uh, so politically, uh, the opposition will be quick to to jump on this decision and uh, what it points to. Um, but uh, all the talk, all the chatter the past couple of weeks has been about the independence of the office of the attorney general. Uh, and in uh, the, the testimony that we heard from Jody Wilson, uh, or the, the testimony that we've been hearing for the past few weeks, the, the allegation came up uh, that one of the first things that the PMO wanted to talk to David Lametti about uh, when he was moved into the Justice Minister Attorney General role was the SNC-Lavalin file. So still a lot of questions uh, as to how this will be handled. Uh, in uh, Michael Wernick's testimony, the, uh, I believe it was the first time around now, uh, in his testimony, he talked about a cabinet meeting uh, where this issue came up and David Lametti excused himself from the room, which which was first of all unusual period to hear about the uh, workings of a cabinet meeting but uh, Michael Wernick testified that that Mr. Lavetti excused himself from the room during those discussions about Jody Wilson-Raybould and the SNC-Lavalin affair because he knows that he uh, could uh, be weighing in on this decision and wanted to remain impartial so that is certainly an interesting thread to watch as this moves forward. Yeah, and uh, whether or not David Lametti is his own man, so to speak, or will he be taking right. marching orders? I mean, I don't know. Is there scuttlebutt internally in Ottawa that says one way or the other? Uh, not. It depends who you ask. Again, uh, critics uh, will say that he was put in this job to be to be swayed by the PMO, and also that you know he's from Quebec. Uh, these are these are the uh, interests of uh, people in the province that he represents. That uh, you can point to that pretty quickly. But still remains to be seen. I think which way he moves on this file. He's a he's a brand new minister, but someone who is very well respected with a uh, long history and legal background. Uh, so we'll certainly be interesting to see how that plays out, but uh, no speculation one way or another uh, how this will unfold. Well, it's uh, got us all fascinated, so we'll continue to follow it, as I'm sure uh, will you. Up in Ottawa, Abigail Beeman is the Ottawa-based correspondent for Global National. Thanks so much for your time, Abigail. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.